0: Before you get started on this episode, I just want to let everybody know that I have renamed the show Historically Haunted, and I also changed up my formula from the episode. So, what you're about to listen to is an older version of the show. The new show is a lot better. I hope you guys stick around to listen to the much newer episodes that started at episode 18. Also, if you want to get in touch with me, I'm now at Historically Haunted on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you guys want to email me any personal paranormal experiences or just say hi, you can email me now at historicallyhaunted.313 at gmail.com. And I have my links to all my new stuff down below. So I hope you guys enjoy and I hope you guys stick around for the newer stuff. All right, let's roll that old tape. Hello, Goblins and Ghouls, welcome to History and Mystery. My name is Ariel, and I am finally back. I'm sorry. Last week, I said that I would try to have an episode every Sunday, but we had a bit of a problem. The uh, electric company where I live decided to pull all of the electricity for a bunch of days, and I was literally in the dark with no internet, not even my phone worked, Um, I had no way to power my computer, and I had no way to do any research, type anything up or anything, so I was pretty much doing it old school. Wasn't all bad though, my family did pull out the board games and we had a nice time but I apologize. So I am back and I will try really hard to not have anything happen, but that was out of my control. So I just wanted to apologize and thank you all for your patience. You all are wonderful. Because of this, I also had a million things to do at work because of the power outage and I'm also really far behind. So I didn't have time to do a monster of the week this week. I swear we'll be back to normal as soon as I can. But this week I am going to be discussing urban legends and where they came from. So first off, I would like to thank anyone who has given my show a listen. Thank you all so much. I have over 400 downloads now, so I'm really excited to be bringing you guys all kinds of haunted uh, content and, of course, my history elements as well. And a big thank you to anyone who has followed me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. If you'd like to do that, you can follow me on Facebook at History and Mystery. You can also follow me on Instagram at History and Mystery as well. And then also I do have a Twitter page too, so you can follow me at History and Mystery on there. And then also I do have a website and a Patreon page and you guys could check that out. My website URL is historyandmystery13.wix.com and you can also get a link to my Patreon page through there. I someday soon will hopefully be doing show notes as well, and you can always follow me also on my new YouTube account. That is another way you can listen to my show. It is History and Mystery on YouTube. I am going to be discussing some really creepy urban legends, and I'm going to start by telling them first, so I am giving a warning. If someone does has a problem with really scary stories, um, you might want to skip this episode. I mean, I know I do the... Uh, Ghost part, but usually I just do the history first and then I do the ghost part So if someone doesn't like the ghost part, they can always turn that off But this time because it is Halloween and because a lot of people love to get creeped out We're gonna be doing it a little different a couple of these urban legends don't really have a story They're just like something that you do But I do have a couple of them that are kind of embedded in my memory as being very scary to be told as a child And one of them still to this day freaks me out to no end. So I'm going to be telling that and it's probably going to give me the creeps. So I hope that if you are still going to give this a listen, I'm glad that you're sticking around. But if not, I understand. And next week I'm going to be doing a history uh, and mystery portion like I usually would. Also, I went to a concert with my best friend, so my voice is shot. Um, The concert was planned for months in advance, and it wasn't supposed to get in the way of the podcast, but with the power outage, it of course did. But thank you guys for sticking with me anyway. Uh, Sorry about the voice. It's a little off, but I'm going to try not to have my voice crack. So thank you guys so much, and let's get this episode started. Urban legends have haunted our dreams since we were kids. I definitely have a few that scared me so much that I still have a hard time talking about them to this day. But I will suck it up for you guys because I always wondered, where do these even start? How do they get popular enough to be told at every campsite and sleepover, and some of them even made it into the movies? That is what I am going to find out. Join me as we go down the road of creepy stories and then find the history of them. This is just a warning that I will be starting each of these stories by telling it first, and I know that there are many variations of these all over the world, but I am going to tell it the way I was told them when I was young, and then I will give you the history behind them. So if any scary stories like this scare you, I would encourage you to not listen. I don't want to be responsible for anyone not being able to sleep tonight. Next week episode will be more of a history and ghost stories lesson like my other episodes. So if you are still here, sit back, relax, maybe have a cup of tea or hot chocolate to bring you back to the time that you were a kid. And listen to these scary stories. In a town, not too far from here, lived an old lady who lived alone except for her trusty dog that was always by her side everywhere she went. One night, she was finishing her dinner and went over and turned on the TV to catch the evening news. All was normal until she heard the breaking news come over the channel. The anchor said, "'We have breaking news that a serial killer has broken out of a local prison and there is a massive manhunt underway.' All residents are advised to lock their doors and windows and not go outside alone until the man is caught. If you see anyone matching this man's description, do not approach him. Call 911 immediately. The woman watched in stunned silence after the report. She got up and went through her home with her dog at her heels, looking in every room and closet, and closing and locking all doors and windows as she went. She went back to the TV and stayed up as long as she could to see if any news updates but soon she decided to try to get some sleep. Since she had checked her home and locked everything, she felt that she was safe to go to bed. The dog lay down on the floor next to the bed on his usual spot, and she placed her hand down to pet him, and he licked her hand as always. She finally drifted off to sleep. In the middle of the night, she woke up and heard a dripping noise. She put her hand down and felt a lick from her dog, so she decided to ignore the sound and go back to sleep. Later in the night, she again woke up and heard more louder dripping noise, and she put her hand down and felt a lick. And then she tried to ignore the sound again and tried to drift off to sleep, but it became louder and more frequent. So finally, half awake, she got up to check the faucet in the kitchen. The faucet in the kitchen was not dripping, so she thought it must be the bathroom. She went down the hall. As she went into the bathroom, she turned on the light, and she screamed out in terror. There, hanging upside down from the shower head, was her beloved dog, dead. And the dripping noise she had heard? That was the sound of blood from her dog falling into the bathtub. She fell to the ground sobbing for her loss of her best friend and as she looked up through her tears she saw on the mirror written in blood a message saying humans can lick too and there standing behind her was the serial killer holding a bloody knife. The most common title for this story is The Licked Hand, but I have also heard it being called Humans Can Lick Too, which is the punchline that is obviously written on the mirror in the dog's blood. This is one story that I don't really like too much because I love my grandparents, and I have would hate to think of an old lady living alone to have their best friend killed before they die. It's just really sad, but luckily for us, this story is just made up. There are different versions of this all over the world. The one I just shared is the one that I was told as a kid, but I know that the age of the woman can be different. Some say it's an old lady while some other versions say it's a young woman. I have also heard the way that she found out about the serial killer in three different ways as well. One is a radio rather than a TV and nowadays I found on the internet that it's even a smartphone alert, which just shows that the story has morphed to fit the times. Either way, the plot is mostly the same. The woman's alone, she hears of a serial killer of some kind that escaped, the dog ends up dying and is hanging from the shower head, and the crazy man writes humans can lick two on the wall or the mirror, and she sees the message, and then the woman dies. Or, well, we're believed to think that she dies. It kind of leaves you in a little bit of a cliffhanger, really. But where in the world did the story even come from? Well, the first story like it can be found in a story called The Diary of Mr. Pointer," written by M. R. James. It came out in 1919. It does not have as bad of an ending like the story that we know today, but it's still really creepy. And basically in the story, a young man is sitting in a chair, reading a book, and he starts to doze off, and he absentmindedly starts to pet uh, his, what he thinks is his dog on the side of his armchair, when in reality it is a hairy humanoid monster, and once he realizes this, he runs from the house. Over time, it morphed into a truly terrifying story. It was featured in a movie called Campfire Tales in 1997, and a version of it even shows up on my favorite show, Supernatural, in the episode titled Family Remains. When told at sleepovers and campfires, the story is always told from an angle that says this could happen to you because it happened to a friend of mine or in a town not too far from this one. Either way you spin it and any time of day you tell it, it's bound to give you the creeps and also might want you to check all your doors and windows before you go to bed. Once a young woman was dressing up in the late afternoon for her date night with her boyfriend, and she was so excited. The plan was to go to an early dinner and then go see a movie. She had the radio on while she was getting ready, and she heard the news reports that had been going on ever since that morning. The news reporter said, this is a public safety alert. A man that has the... Infamous name, the hook hand murderer, has escaped from the mental institution. People should not go out alone and keep your doors and windows locked. If you see this man, call police immediately. Do not engage this dangerous killer. She rolled her eyes. She had been ignoring it all day long and nothing was going to get in the way of her date tonight. When the young man came to pick her up, she locked everything in the house just in case since her roommate was also out for the night. And then she went on their date. The young man and woman forgot all about the killer on the loose, and enjoyed a nice dinner and a movie, and the movie was a great comedy. Still laughing, they left the theater, and since the night was still young, they decided to take a trip down Lover's Lane. The Lover's Lane was in the woods, and it was a nice secluded spot to hang out. The man turned the radio on to a romantic music channel, and they began making out. After a while, they heard a scraping noise. It sounded like something was scraping on the side of the car. The woman looked around, nervously, but the man didn't seem worried and he tried to continue to kiss her until the song on the radio was interrupted with that same news report that had been playing all day long. Suddenly, this secluded lover's lane didn't seem so romantic. The woman started to get really scared and wanted to go home. The man started to get annoyed and told her that they are fine and the doors of the car are locked and that they would be fine. Then they heard it again. She started to panic and begged him to take her home. The man got angry and said that the noise was just wind moving the branches that were scraping the side of the car, and he said, here, I'll prove it to you, and he got out of the car. The woman begged him to get back inside so they could drive away, but he slammed the door and he walked around to the back of the car and disappeared into the darkness. The woman waited with bated breath, but he did not return. She was too scared to move, so she locked all the car doors again and hid on the floorboards. She was hiding under the seat, and she started to hear a scraping sound again, but this time there was also a dripping sound along with it. Terrified, she crammed herself as far as she could underneath the seat and waited for the sun to come up. Once the sun did come up, she got brave enough to go outside the car. And she was in a rage that her boyfriend would ditch her in the dark on the side of the road, all because she wanted to go home early. She got out of the car, slamming the door, and turned to look around for him. Then she let out a blood-curdling scream. There, hanging from a branch above the car, was her boyfriend. Dead. The dripping noise she heard was blood hitting the roof of the car, and the continuous scraping noise was his boot as he swung in the wind. Also, there was a bloody, rusty hook embedded in his chest. That is the story I was told when I was a kid and it scared me so much that this story actually freaks me out to this day. I mentioned earlier that I'm a huge Supernatural fan. When that first came out, the very first season, they had this premise in one of their episodes and it scared me so much. That's when I realized that this story still is really messing with me but when I was doing my research, I had a hard time finding this exact story. I found many versions of the story online. One of them didn't have the boyfriend dying at all, but after the girl gets scared when they're in the car and they're alone, the boyfriend does get angry, but he does end up driving her back home. And when he gets to the house, they get out of the car to have kind of an argument about it, and they see a steel hook embedded in the side of the car door. Other tales of this have the couple going home after a date to have their car break down under a bridge or in the woods and the man goes to get help and she hears on the radio broadcast that there had just been an escaped killer from a mental asylum that is not too far away from the location that they're at. Then she starts hearing the scraping sound on the roof and hides inside the car. By morning, the police come to find them, and when she gets out of the car, the police tell her don't turn around, don't look, but she does anyway, and when she does, she sees her boyfriend hanging upside down from the bridge, and the scraping noise was his boot that was touching the roof of the car when his body was swinging in the wind. Some tales even leave the girl's fate on a cliffhanger, where the boy leaves to find help after the car breaks down, and she starts to hear a noise, but falls asleep. When she wakes up, she sees an insane-looking man staring at her through the window. And when he raises his hands, in one, he is holding her boyfriend's severed head. And the other hand has a hook for a hand. And that's how the story ends. So that story kind of ends on a cliffhanger as well. In my opinion, all the versions are scary. And you can also modify it kind of for your target audience of the age group. But the origin of this story is not exactly known, but the story started to be told in the 1950s, and it started to really take off as a story told by teenagers by 1995. The story might have its roots from real-life Lovers Lane murder known as the Texarkana Moonlight Murders that happened in 1946. In the small town of Texarkana, Texas in 1946, the town was in a panic and the newspapers were having a field day full of stories about what they called the Phantom Killer or the Phantom Slayer. This was a serial killer that haunted the town between February 22nd 1946 and May 3rd 1946. This serial killer was attacking people on the weekends at night and he managed to kill five people and wounded three. He was never caught and the town went into a complete frenzy. People armed themselves and bought out the guns and ammunition from all the stores in the town and they also sold out of locks. The Texas Rangers were even brought in to try to stop this madman, but nothing worked. The first to be attacked was a man and woman who were parking down what was called Lover's Lane in their small town. They had survived, but other people doing the same thing were not so lucky. After the first attack, the first few actual homicides were younger people that were out Parked in their cars as well. The murders ended when the killer, for unknown reasons, shot an older man and woman inside their home. The woman survived and ran across the street for help. After this, the town had no more problems with this Phantom Slayer, and no one knows why the killing started and then stopped so abruptly. This was the closest thing anyone can find to the Hookman urban legend. After the mass media craze for this killer, the stories of the Hookman began. In November of 1960, the first known publication of this legend was printed in a Dear Abby column in the newspaper. It was basically a short story that had the tagline something to the effect of, Hey, want to scare your friends with a creepy story? It is now found in popular books like Short Horse Stories for Children and Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Many variations of this legends are also found in movies. Some examples are He Knows You're Alone, The Final Exam, Campfire Tales, and I Know What You Did Last Summer. I think all the variations are really cool and really creepy and I kind of like that you can change it up to fit the age group as well. Because even just finding the hook in the car after they leave is creepy to me as well. Just like the what if question like what if they stayed or they were so close he was right there and they didn't even know it that freaks me out too anyway whichever version you tell this story it is definitely a great one to tell around any campfire or at any sleepover it's one I know I will never forget Okay, shh, guys, quiet. Here's what we do. Okay, we gotta take this candle and we go into the bathroom and then we say Bloody Mary's name three times. And then if she shows herself, well, we'll find out what happens. You guys ready? Alright, let's do it. Bloody Mary. Bloody Mary. Bloody Ma- Notice, I still can't bring myself to say exactly all three. I have a mirror in my room, after all. Bloody Mary is one of the scary things that girls always do at sleepovers all over the world. The gist of the story is this. You are supposed to go into a bathroom with the lights off. Most people hold a candle, but you don't have to. And you're supposed to look deep into the mirror and say Bloody Mary three times in a row. And she will show herself to you. And she's supposedly all covered in blood. And possibly, she'll even try to scratch your eyes out. This urban legend has been practiced for hundreds of years in bathrooms across the world. But it's actually a ritual that young girls have been partaking in for longer. Divination is a ritual that many witches today even practice in. You can perform divination in a mirror or even a bowl of water. Some witches have a certain type of mirror that they call a skiving mirror. The most popular divination ritual popped up in the 20th century. It encouraged young women to go into a dark room with a mirror on Halloween night with a candle. And if you stared into it long enough, you would catch a glimpse of your future husband in the mirror. But there was a chance that you could see a skull or possibly even the grim reaper behind you. And this indicated that you would die before you ever had the chance to marry. There is even a 20th century Halloween card that shows a young girl with a candle looking longingly into the mirror with a nice looking young man standing in the reflection. And the card says, On Halloween, look into the glass. Your future husband's face will pass. There is, however, a shadow of a witch on the wall as if it is standing behind the young girl. No one knows where the Bloody Mary in the mirror chant actually started, but many people argue about its origins. Some claim the name Bloody Mary comes from Queen Mary I. She got the name Bloody Mary because she burned many Protestants to death for not following what they called the right religion. She executed an estimated 240 men and 60 women, giving her the nickname Bloody Mary. That name might have been borrowed from her, but the description of her does not really fit. Some scholars believe that the story of the woman that is covered in blood standing in the mirror is actually a reference to a woman named Elizabeth Bathory. Elizabeth was known as the Queen of Blood, and she was believed to be one of the first inspirations for Count Dracula. Elizabeth was accused of torturing and then murdering young women to bathe in their blood, and in her mind, it would keep her having a young appearance. Countess Elizabeth Bathory was a Hungarian noblewoman who was convicted of torturing and murdering 650 young girls. She had over 300 witnesses to her crime, along with compelling evidence. She was convicted, but because of her noble blood and her stature, she was spared being executed, and she was imprisoned in a windowless room in December of 1610 until her death four years later. One other version of this tale is that you go into a dark bathroom with nothing but a candle and then you say I believe in Mary Worth three times in a mirror and the ghost of a witch named Mary Worth would show herself to you and again try to scratch your eyes out or claw your face. From what I could find in my research, the witch Mary Worth is just an urban legend in itself. I ran across so many different versions of Mary Worth online. Some say that she was a witch who was executed in the Salem witch trials, but the name Mary Worth is not on the real list of people who were put to death. Two Marys are on there, but none of them have the last name Worth. Also, one version is that she was a witch who lived in Chicago during the Civil War and kidnapped runaway slaves and tortured them in her barn while another said she lived in a cabin in the woods and kidnapped young girls and killed them and some versions even have her eating them. All of it is a mix of legends and no one really knows where it started and I couldn't find anything but I know that it is some weird ritual that girls still do to this day at sleepovers all over the world. It was a cold and foggy night with rainwater still on the roadway when a man was driving home after a night on the town with his friends. He had just passed over a bridge when he saw in his headlights a young woman in a white dress standing on the side of the road. Perplexed as to how a woman could be out in the middle of a cold, foggy highway late at night with nothing more than a dress on, he pulled over in concern. He rolled down his window to ask if the woman needed any help and if she was all right. The woman was beautiful and she stared at him with hauntingly blank eyes and just whispered, can you take me home? The man felt a little unnerved but thought that something bad must have happened to her so he said, yes of course, I can give you a ride, get in. She got in his car and they drove off together. The man asked where she lived and she said to keep going straight and that she would tell him when to turn. The man kept trying to bring up conversation but she did not talk much. She seemed really sad, and he felt like something terrible had happened to her. After a slight drive down the road, she said to turn on the next street. He did so, and it led to a cemetery at the end of a dead-end country road. He stopped his car and turned to the girl and said, You can't live here. Look, do you need me to call somebody? Did something happen to you? I can take you to the police station if you want. Do you need a ride into town? The young woman just stared at him with the same blank look. He turned to look out his window at the foggy, dark cemetery. Turning back to the woman, he was going to suggest that he just take her on into town, when suddenly the woman thanked him and got out of his car. The man watched her walk away, wanting to go after her, but to his horror, she vanished into thin air at the graveyard gate. Stories like this have been around since the invention of wagons and, of course, cars. They are found all over the world and they are known as the hitchhiking ghost. It's almost always a tale of a young woman standing on the side of a road and a stranger pulls over to see if they need assistance. And then the ghost or the girl asks for a ride home. According to the book The Vanishing Hitchhiker, American Urban Legends and Their Meanings, a book that was written in 1981 by Jan Harold Bernivard, the legend traces back as far as 1876 with the ghost of a young girl appearing on a roadway after being killed in a carriage accident. The United Kingdom has a famous hitchhiking ghost story as well that has been seen since the early 1970s. She is known as the Ghost of Bluebell Hill. In 1974, a man reported seeing a young woman appear in front of his car, causing him to slam on his brakes after he thought he hit her. He turned and rushed to help her. When he got to her, he found her bleeding, and she looked like a hit-and-run victim. She asked him, why did you have to hit me? He covered her with a blanket from his car and rushed to get police. When they returned to the scene, nothing was left but a bloody blanket. The white woman of Belkin Tunnel of Switzerland is where an old lady is supposedly standing on the side of the road and she asks you for a ride and after a few miles she vanishes into thin air while she's sitting next to you in the car. Another story from 1924 has a New York State college student traveling home to High Point During winter break and he claimed he saw a girl dressed in white dress standing on the side of the road and she waved him down and asked him for a ride home. He dropped her off at her home that was also in High Point and the next day he went back to the house to check on her and see if she was all right. When he knocked a different woman answered the door and said that her daughter had been killed in a car crash a year before in the same area that he had picked her up. This was also done in a supernatural episode as well as in, I forget if it's tales to tell in the dark or if it's scary stories, but I definitely know there was a version of this hitchhiking ghost story in one of those stories as well. And then, of course, we have the famous tale of Mary, another Mary, not Bloody Mary. This Mary supposedly haunts an old ballroom, and after she dances with the man, she asks the man to bring her home, and it's always to the cemetery. Astonishing legend's a podcast did a great episode on this one. I highly recommend you check that out. It's a really great Halloween story, if nothing else. And of course, if you have been to Disneyland, they have the Hitchhiking Ghosts found at the Haunted Mansion in Disneyland as well. And that ride is pretty old. So that obviously the Hitchhiking Ghost story had been around for quite some time by then as well. People have been claiming to be picking up people from the side of the road or from ballrooms for years just to have them disappear. So the next time you pull over to pick up a hitchhiker, you might want to make sure they're human first. you have all enjoyed this episode. I had a lot of fun doing it. Again, I'm really sorry that it was a week late. But I'm back now and hopefully the power company won't feel like pulling my power due to fire danger. So thank you guys so much for sticking around with me. Um, Just a reminder that Halloween is only a couple weeks away now, so I really would love to get some listener stories. Don't be shy. Go ahead and email those to me at historyandmystery.13 at gmail.com. And as always, if you're listening to me on Apple Podcasts, please leave a review and a comment down below. I really would appreciate it. So I'll see you guys back next Sunday. I hope you guys have a fantastic week. Can't wait to see you guys next time. And oh yeah, happy Halloween.